Hey everybody and welcome to Happiness Hacks. I'm John Davidson and in this episode I'm going to be talking about self-acceptance. Are there parts of yourself that you just can't stand? Do you maybe have a picture in your head of the person that you'd most like to be? Do you feel like you have to kind of fix yourself before you can like yourself? Well then keep listening Because in this episode, I'm going to explain how you can finally accept yourself and be happy. Let's get started. Everybody wants to be happy. It's the one thing we all have in common. So why is it so difficult to achieve? I'm John Davidson. I'm a psychotherapist and I've spent my entire life uncovering the secrets to human happiness. I believe it's possible to hack your happiness to live a richer, fuller and more meaningful life. And in this podcast, I'm going to show you how. Welcome to Happiness Hacks. If you're like most people, including myself, you've probably got a picture in your head of the ideal you, right? It's almost like you know who you want to be. You know who you wish you were, I guess. And the details will include things like how you want to look, how you want to behave, how you want to feel, maybe how you want other people to see you. You know, so you've kind of got this kind of concept of yourself in your head and it's the thing that you're constantly comparing yourself to all the time. Um, So we compare, I guess we compare the reality of who we are to the picture in our head of who we we most want to be. And there's a term for this. It's it's called, in psychology, we call it the self-concept. And the self-concept is at the source of much of our suffering. Now, I'm sure you've heard before, uh, people say that it's a bad idea to compare yourself to other people, right? This is, the, this is the criticism of social media. They say that other people are putting out pictures of, of their perfect life, which of course isn't real. It's, it's, you know, it's highly filtered and edited. Um, and it's a bad idea to compare yourself to those, to those people. Um, or perhaps you're looking at pictures of people on the covers of magazines and you're comparing yourself, but of course they're heavily photoshopped, right? So, um, and one of the ways I best I've heard this described that I really liked was this idea of we, we tend to compare how we feel on on the inside to what other people show on the outside. So we're comparing our insides to other people's outsides. So it's not a fair comparison. And I think we all we've, we all know this on some level. It's 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 well talked about. Um, it's out there, isn't it? This idea of like comparison is a bad thing. But I think what most people don't realize is. We can also be comparing ourselves, the reality of who we are, to the picture of ourself that we hold inside of our own head, right? Now, this is an even worse comparison because the, the picture of ourself that we have inside of our own imagination, it's not limited by things like, uh, you know, the technology of the social media platform or, or the limitations of Photoshop and what it can actually do. I mean, we can make outrageous... We can make the image in our head outrageously perfect, right? Like beyond what is even actually possible in reality. I mean, you think Instagram is bad for making things look better than reality. Well, your imagination can do things that Instagram can't even dream about, right? It doesn't even need to be possible for you to be able to imagine it. 
Now, if you've listened to episode two, you'll know all about reality gaps already um, and the way that they can, you know, they can cause a lot of problems in our lives. Um, And a quick summary of reality gaps is basically that uh, the distance there is between reality, the way things are and the way that we wish things were, the bigger the gap between those two positions, the more we suffer as human beings. And of course, if we've got a picture in our head that is very different to the reality of who we are, then we have a massive reality gap. And then what tends to happen is, in order to close that gap, we kind of torture ourselves in trying to turn ourselves into the person uh, that we we imagine ourselves to be or we most want ourselves to be. And the other bad thing about this, of course, is that whilst we're focusing on the difference between who we wish we were and who we actually are, it encourages us really to just focus on all the ways that we're not good enough. So what are we thinking about? We're thinking about, you know, with the picture in our head and we're looking at how far away am I from where I want to be? So in other words, how do I wish I was? And then we come back to reality and we look for all the ways that we're not that, right? So we look for all the ways that we fall short of our ideal self. And it leads us to dismissing our strengths because where's, where's the value in that, right? There's no value in acknowledging our strengths because, because we, don't, we can't work on that. You know, we can't improve our strengths. So we tend to focus on our weaknesses, so, so it creates this situation in which we compare our weaknesses to the picture in our head of what we think our perceived strength should be. And it causes this kind of distortion of reality where we're, we're dismissing the positives and we're only focusing on the weaknesses and we're comparing ourselves to an impossible ideal. And it makes the situation seem much worse than it really is right? Now, you can see how this is disastrous for self-esteem. I mean, this is just going to completely destroy this game that we're playing inside of our own head. I mean, it's just going to destroy self-esteem, right? And it can lead, lead to the situation where it feels like, you know, I need to improve myself before I can like myself, right? So you might think something along these lines, you know, when I'm slim enough, then I'll like myself. You know, when I'm rich enough, then I'll like myself. Or maybe it's when I'm clever enough, then I'll definitely like myself, you know. When I'm confident enough, then I'll like myself, you know. When I'm strong enough, when I'm kind enough, when I'm happy enough, right. You know, whatever your version of this is, it feels like when I get there, then I will be rewarded by liking the person that I've become. And it really looks like we can't like ourselves until these conditions have been met. Now, in psychology, we call these conditions conditions of worth. And they're generally, they're given to us by our families and our culture and our society. And it's stuff that we pick up throughout our life, the kind of rules of what it takes to be good enough. You know, all the ideas of what it takes to be a valuable human being. You know, I'll just, off the top of my head, I'll just reel out some things that you might identify immediately as this is kind of a social pressure to conform to these standards right so for instance being good looking being intelligent being successful right or being outgoing and popular you know it can even be things that aren't within our control like being tall or being young right (laughs) or it might be that you're supposed to be talented or you're supposed to be well educated you know you should be independent 
You should be a strong person. You should be stoic, you know. You should not need anything. You should be unemotional, right? We tend to think that if we can become these things, then we'll be worth more, right? And when we feel that we are worth enough, when we have met our conditions of worth, we think that then we will finally like ourselves. What's tragic about all of this is that if you look at children, children are not born with a concept of self-worth. Like, they're, they're not worrying about it. They're not even thinking about it. Children have innate self-esteem. They feel good about themselves naturally, right? And they accept themselves automatically. Like, it's not a problem. It, they haven't got these concepts in their mind. They're not worrying about it. They're not thinking about it. And as a result of that, they feel great, you know? They don't question, am I good enough? They don't question, you know, what am I going to have to become in order to be okay in the world? But then parents and teachers, adults basically, right, come along and they teach those children that you have to earn self-esteem. You can't just feel good about yourself. You have to work for it. You have to earn it, right? You, you have to get an A in the test, you know, you have to finish top of your class. You have to get a good report from school. You, or you have to come first in the race. Or you have to be better than the neighbor's kids. See, adults take children's perfect self-esteem and they just suffocate it with their own stupid rules and insecurities. They take, they take a happy child and, and through parenting that child trying to turn that child and mold that child into a better version of itself, they just absolutely destroy its self-esteem and its happiness. You see, the main reason we stop being happy little kids and turn into miserable adults is because we've spent our entire childhoods being taught how to be unhappy. The simple fact is we have innate self-esteem. You know, we naturally accept ourselves. There's no issue here. But we've spent our whole life learning that there are conditions that we should meet before we're allowed to feel good about ourselves. So what do we do about this? What do we do about this situation? Well, step one is, you know, we've got to become aware of it. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to make you aware of something that you might not have seen before. And then step two is we have to deliberately reject all of this nonsense you know we have to oppose it we have to we have to stand up against it you know now we're adults we don't just have to accept everything that an adult tells us as being fact we can reject it we can look back over the things that we've picked up as kids and we can say this is nonsense i'm not i'm not following these rules anymore and in doing so we kind of reclaim our right to accept ourselves unconditionally right? See, you can accept yourself as you are right now. You can accept yourself without needing to change anything about yourself. You need to reject the idea that you're not already good enough as you are today. Don't believe the lies that you were taught by unhappy people. Give yourself permission to be happy as you are right now. Now, this can be difficult. I mean, breaking a lifetime of toxic conditioning can be difficult. You know, it, it'll take some time. So it's really important that you're patient with yourself. I mean, you didn't ask for any of this. None of this is your fault. This was something that was done to you, 
not something that you you want you entered into willingly okay so it's going to be difficult and it's going to take some time and it's really important that you're compassionate with yourself as you go through this exercise you might find this difficult you've spent your whole life you've kind of been brainwashed into thinking well hang on a minute i'm not good enough and and this you know i have to become good enough and then i can like myself but this isn't this is a nonsense this is an absolute nonsense you started out being good enough you started out with self-esteem and then people taught you a load of nonsense that basically led to you thinking that that was no longer true. So all we have to do is get back to seeing how it simply is not true that we have to change before we can accept ourselves. Now, of course, it's easy to accept the things you like about yourself. Like anybody can do that, right? We can do that right now. We're doing that right now. We're already accepting the things that we like about ourselves. The challenge is in, in, in accepting the things that we don't like about ourselves. I mean, that's where we're going to have to put some effort in and that's where it might be a bit difficult. Um, and if you find that you're getting stuck, it might be, a, you know, an opportunity for you to, uh, to get some help from a therapist. Come in and have some counseling and help you to really learn how to accept those parts of yourself that you, you believe aren't good enough. You see, here's the thing. You don't have to like something in order to accept it, right? Acceptance isn't liking things. Acceptance is just seeing that almost like, well, there's just nothing you can do about it, really. Or that it doesn't make sense to, to reject it anymore. You know, that, that, that rejecting yourself and resisting the person that you are, it just, it isn't helping. It isn't helping you. It's just blocking your happiness. It's just in the way of happiness. So you don't have to like something before you can accept it, but you have to accept yourself before you can be happy, right? So you just have to get to acceptance. And acceptance feels a bit like this. Acceptance feels a bit like going, you know, something goes wrong in your life and at first you kind of rage and you throw a bit of a tantrum and you're angry with reality and then at some point you just go, oh, there's, you know, there's nothing I can do about this. I'm just going to have to accept it, right? That's what acceptance feels like. It's not necessarily a nice feeling. It's not necessarily like, I'm really happy with the way things are. Sometimes it's just like, ugh. Sometimes it's just feeling like, ugh. I guess I have no choice but to accept this about myself, right? And the funny thing is that when you accept yourself as you are, um, and you drop the struggle, then actually you, you're in a position where then you can problem solve if you want to, and you can make improvements if you want to. But it's almost like we think that we have to improve ourselves before we can accept ourselves. But the truth is we have to accept ourselves before we can improve ourselves, if, if that's what we want to do. And really that shouldn't be about improving yourself so that you feel good about yourself. It should be improving yourself because you love yourself and you care about yourself and you want to make life better, you know? See, we can't be amazing at everything. It's just not possible, right? We can't be perfect. But the good news is we don't have to be because we can accept ourselves exactly as we are, warts and all, right now, without needing to change a single thing. See, you are perfectly imperfect just as you are today. You don't need to change before you can accept yourself. I mean, you can accept yourself and you can like yourself right now, exactly as you are. So drop the idea that you are worthless 
because you don't meet the conditions of worth that were forced upon you by adults and see that you are and have always been good enough. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Happiness Hacks. To download the worksheet that goes with this episode or to join our secret Facebook community, go to www.happinesshacks.net and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. I'll see you next time.